Hello, football is life. What's up, everybody? Sorry I can't be at the show today. I'm in Southie currently filming a short film for final project for a class. Um, it's looking pretty good. Um, we unfortunately had some delays, so I couldn't make it today. Um, but, you know, I'm sending out my love to the football is life family, to our friends. Um, I also want to send out love to Raul Ruiz Diaz, who... Thankfully, thankfully, um, was not hurt. He was down for so long, you really thought he would be hurt. But no, he was not. He was just uh, completely fine. Um, so I'm really happy that he's okay. It's a really heartfelt message out to them. Yeah. Uh, decent game for NYCFC against Seattle. We played well. Gave it our all. Uh, we should have scored more goals than we did. But we didn't. Not much I can say about that. I'm just proud that we made it to the Champions League semifinal. We'll make it to the final next year. Why not? See you guys. Football is life. Welcome into episode 10 of Football is Life. You're listening to WECB, the underground sound of Emerson College. And football is life. It's coming up next. But first, some music. I can't get no relief. Businessman, they drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will level on the mine. Nobody of it is worth.
Welcome back as we bring you back into the studio. My name is Nat Maymoudis, Seattle Sounders FC fan, one of your co-hosts for Football is Life today. I'm joined by just one of our other co-hosts, Matt Powell. How are you doing today, Matt? Hello. I am great. Excited to be here. And yes, it is just the two of us in the studio today. Uh, Ethan, the NYCFC supporter, um, still um uh still recovering from NYC FC's defeat well as well that's not as he true he's just couldn't be here today but uh, I'm going to think that's the reason why he couldn't he couldn't be here as the Sounders are moving on in CCL moving on to the CCL final the fifth MOS team to do so um and uh with that that's why we're playing uh we're playing some Jimmy, um, as as normally for music we play songs that is just that came from the FIFA soundtrack. Obviously, um, there's no Jimmy on the FIFA soundtrack. There should be, for one thing. Um, but uh, we would have opened the show with uh, some Frank Sinatra, um, uh, uh, music if New York had uh, gotten the victory in CCL. Um, but uh, let's uh, should we should we start with CCOs or should we start with this week, Matt? How are you how are you feeling? What where do you want to start today? Oh, uh, we can open with the big news with the CCL game. So yeah, sure. That sounds that sounds good. I think I can't remember at this point. Um, I think you said one one last week for the prediction for this next it's, game. Yeah, no, for this for the second leg of CCL. I feel like. Did, did you say that? I think. Did I say one one or two one or maybe? I, I think you might. Have, I think you might have said one one. I think you were pretty confident that that it was going to be a tie. Was, uh, that it was going to be a tie, and that and we well we basically what we said last week is we thought that NYCFC would score, but there was no way that the Sounders were not going to also be able to score with the state of NYCFC's defense. Uh, and the state of their new DP, Tiago Martins. Is that his name? Yeah, he's uh, the center back. Yes, he's a DP, and he's not worth that tag at the moment. He did almost redeem himself. He did almost score in this game um, with his head um, uh, after having a very rough first leg game. Um, so I, so I, if, if I think Ethan can be a little happier on that. Because um, he did have a better game than in the first leg, but that's really not saying much. Um, 
I thought uh, also uh, they didn't get Morales back, so that was a huge loss for NYCFC. It's um, NYCFC fans, I would think, would be will be um, kicking themselves, wondering what would have happened if they did have um, Morales if he wasn't injured. Uh, I don't think that line of thought is worth pursuing. They lost by four goals. It's true. The better team, the better team won. The better team was always going to win. Um, and I'm happy we're moving on. And just, uh, it's it's fun to, especially after last year, where the Sounders were so battered with injuries. This year, right now, we really only have one injury. Um, and Yamar might be back for this game on the weekend. Um. It's fun to see, see our full potential and like see and I mean, um, it's, it's hard. I would say like um, it's, it's it's nice when your team's doing well, but it's also nice when like your whole team is doing well and not injured, and we didn't and that was not the case last year. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. the, the Seattle run has been really good. Um, the MLS play has been fine, and then the uh, the play in the the Champions League has been, I mean, amazing. They're in the final. Yeah. Do you think is this the year they're playing? So they're playing Pumas, who aren't doing very well in Liga MX. They've been doing very well. They've um, they pretty much have their one goal scorer, um, who's gotten all their goals in this tournament, and that's why they're still alive. Um, I'm definitely happy it's Pumas and not Cruz Azul because anytime you have to play, an American team has to go play at Estadio Azteca, which is where um, Cruz Azul plays. That's always nerve-wracking. So that's not the case with Pumas. Uh, I think that the Sounders are the favored side in terms of skill, in terms of tactics, in terms of ability. Uh, as a fan of American soccer, I am preparing myself for heartbreak. Uh, and I'm preparing for Pumas to win. Yeah, it's, it, people say that people are saying that the Sounders are the favorites, but still, an MLS team has never won, has never won um, this competition. No, not. Uh, I think I think there are wins in the past, but not when it was named this, um, in like the the predecessor to this competition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I well, think. yeah, yeah. Before it was the CONCACAF Champions League, but that doesn't count. Yeah. So this, uh, it would be history if the Sounders won. And I hope they win as a fan of American soccer and as a supporter of the MLS, hoping it, will, it grows and gets bigger. But it will be the biggest. It will be the biggest victory for MLS ever. Yeah, absolutely. If we it get to be. go to the Club World Cup. Yep. Um, but I'm I'm prepared for heartbreak. Uh, to be honest. Damn, that hurts. That you don't believe in the team after how much momentum no, no, no. we have. Don't get me wrong. I believe, and I, I, I truly think the rational mm-hmm. side of yeah. me says Sounders will win. Um, the the eye test I give both of these teams says that the Sounders are the favorites, especially – oh, is it a two-leg format or a one-leg it format? It is two legs. Okay. You, how do you feel about it being a two-leg final? Do you like that? Also, like, the Sounders played both of their last uh, – on both of the last rounds, we played the second leg um, away – do you think that changes anything? Do you think that will make it harder for the Sounders? Do you think the Sounders' um, game plan will change it all since 
since uh, we'll be you know coming back home and we'll probably have stuff to do. Um, I don't know. That's that's a decision that will have to be made after leg one. They'll react accordingly. Uh, hopefully the Sounders don't dig themselves a hole while they're away. Hopefully they can keep it tied or keep if it's a loss down to a a one goal a one home goal loss. Um, but I, I I think the Sounders look pretty good headed into this. Uh, I I I'm an advocate for finals to be one leg. I agree. I think it would be better if it's neutral. I think it's more exciting. I think yeah. it's tough on fans, though, traveling to a neutral site, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's a team from Mexico and a team from the United States, and then that neutral site has to be in a country. It is hard. The, like, the first leg always does feel like less exciting mm-hmm. um, whenever there's a two-leg affair, even though sometimes it can feel more fair than like if a game does go to penalties. Um, because then you you have a lot more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like goals can be scored so quickly. It's like the the more time to make sure who wins. Like that might not. I I don't really think that argument works all the time. I think the two leg affair benefits the better team though. Yeah, I do think I do think that's true. Like in if we look at um, like basketball, like a seven game series. Yeah, or we or if we look at um. Like the the UEFA the UEFA World Cup qualifying, all those games were just one leg, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, um, I think it's fun that we have North Macedonia <laughs> uh, that they made it past Italy. But if in two legs, the likelihood of that happening, yeah, I think definitely would have gone down. Um, that's definitely true. Um, my other thought about. CCL for both these games it's just especially in New York the crowd size was pathetic there was no I, besides the Sounders fans who were seated in the upper deck um, it was not crowded for this game and like uh, the the uh, the the seats behind the right goal from the TV side were completely covered Mm-hmm. Um, so super lame, and it's a midweek game, and like Ethan was saying, no New Yorker wants to go out to New Jersey. Um, do you think they should move this? They should, and the final will also be on midweek. It will be on uh, Wednesday. It will be they're both going to be on Wednesdays. Do you think they should have the final on a on a weekend to get more people out? Um, right now, they aren't opening up the entire stadium at Lumen Field for the second leg. I think that's lame. Hopefully, that will change. Because I feel like Seattle is pretty good on filling the stadiums for big games. Um, I think if it was on the weekend, they would definitely sell it out. Do you think they should move it to the weekend? Uh, I think so, but I also think it's not a, it's not a big deal. Um, it's not going to make the biggest difference in the world. They do do that for the Champions League. After having it all during the midweek, then the final is on is on Fridays. The uh, is on is on Sunday. I mean. The, the Champions League is a ever yeah. so slightly bigger competition. <laughs> well, if the Carnegie yeah, Champions League ever wants to compete with, I mean, since it is the same version, it's always, it's never going to be as high quality as as the UEFA Champions League. But if they ever want to compete, I feel like they should go to that match. They should go to that uh, format and have it on the weekend and try and get the final to be as big as the UEFA one. Yeah, I think especially if they're going to cancel 
league games for teams in the Champions League like they did yeah, they last already, weekend. They already did move. The Sounders already moved their game against Vancouver mm-hmm. um, in between the games. Yeah, uh, I think if they're going to move those games, then have them on the weekend, especially if uh, Pumas agrees. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pumas is moving their games, and Pumas also didn't move their game for the semifinals. Oh, that's a good sign for the Sounders, maybe. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, um, obviously they're in more league form mm-hmm. since they also started earlier. Um, so having to play so many games in quick succession is a little... Uh, easier for them, but still. Uh, are you, yeah, you think they could move it? Are you worried about the Sounders at all in this game? Does any are there any weak points that stand out to you that make you worried that Pumas can exploit that? I'm worried. Um, I do. I feel like um, with Yamar coming back, I feel like our defense will be at at full at full force. Um. If I'm thinking about like who do I think they could try to exploit um um with the full defense back um uh, I I like I would have said that they could have exploited Kellen Rowe but now that new who's back um I'm not very worried on that side I'm guessing they'll probably try and go on the other side and try and put pressure on Rodon and um who I st- who I think is very good but then sometimes teams I do think they really try and challenge him because um, he's smaller than 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 new who um his play is a little more uh casual um so that's what I expect um I am a little f- afraid that we will defend too much on the away game um and then um give away like one goal and then they will just time waste the hell out of the game when we come back to Seattle. Um, just like for the New York game, it's going to be very important to see who scores this first goal. Yep. I think it's very. I think it's it. Um, yeah. It's. I. I don't want us to tie. If. Uh, or I mean, if we have to, if we tie with an away goal, I'll be fine with that. But a zero-zero tie um, to start off would make me very nervous because then. Um, any tie. Yeah. Any any tie they win. Yeah, any uh, non-zero-zero yeah. tie. So that that does scare me. That the fact that I I think a tie could happen in in Mexico and then we could tie again in in Seattle. But I am feeling good. Hopefully, we'll be the first MLS team who gets the Club World Cup patch on our jersey. That uh, would be awesome. That'd be fun to see, and uh, that'll be interesting. It, it'll be interesting just uh, uh, how short the MOS offseason would become for the Sounders because the tournament usually happens in like end of January. So it would happen like right when preseason normally starts. Mm-hmm. So would the players even have like any time off? Um, I think would be interesting um, to find out. I just don't know how the scheduling would all work out. I do. I do feel like, I feel like the Sounders um, don't like MOS teams. Don't like the narrative of, Oh, if you do well in, um, in in CCL, then you're gonna then you're throwing away your chances in MOS. I really feel like the team has not let MOS get away from them. Like while we might not be in first place, 
we've still we're still playing very we've still been playing well in the MOS games and then with our next two MOS games against Miami and San Jose um it I feel like it will be it should be they should be two fairly easy games and we should be able to pick up points I'm definitely not at all worried that the team will miss the playoffs or anything yeah um Seattle's MLS play let's not sugarcoat it it hasn't been good yeah. But it also, I agree, hasn't been bad. Ten points yeah. off of five games because you skipped one. Yeah. Um, is great. Uh it's better than Nashville, better than NYCFC. Nashville has their own excuse. Um, but uh we can get to that later. Yeah. Uh I think I think that the Sounders have a persevering problem, and I've talked about this before, and it's the play out of the back. And NYCFC gets a chance. I want to say in the 29th minute. Oh yeah, that did happen. Um, a play, uh, a missed pass, a miscue gets picked up, and a shot gets taken from just outside the 18. A pretty open shot. It goes wide left. Um, but if that goes in, you know, with momentum, you never know where the game goes. And at some point, something's gonna go in. Um, I think the I think the thing is like the Sounders think of our we we think of ourselves as a possession based team, even though we score the majority of our goals um, either from set pieces or on the counter attack. Um, so I think that is part of that is part of our identity. And sometimes and yeah, and I I've definitely been frustrated. I remember at the MLS's back tournament, especially there were times where like we were uh, I can't believe I'm making myself remember this but when we were down like three goals to LAFC in that um like we were still playing out of the back just taking so many risks dribbling around it's like why are we doing this and yeah I do feel like we do that too much and I feel like a lot of that is through Ariaga. Uh, when it comes to center backs I definitely I, I like Reagan and I like Yamar more than I like Ariaga, just because I think um Ariaga is a little less predictable Ariaga has higher highs and lower lows. Exactly. Um and he um yeah, and he he's he, you know he's a hothead. He usually always is getting a, a yellow card. Like I really wanted him to be substituted um in the second leg because he would have messed the first leg and he um and wow, it might not be the the worst thing, but uh he's still a, a good player, so I would like to have him available for this first for this first leg, um, I'm I'm glad that we have all the the players. Um, I have to ask you about about this. I felt like one of the things that happened in in the in the second leg was very like old school soccer, in which in the olden days it was more common for the referees to immediately signal for the stretcher to come on, like as soon as someone went down. And now nowadays it's like the trainer comes on and they sit there and then they walk off together. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it used to be. Like it used to be like every time they brought the stretcher on. And I'm actually for that. I find it really annoying when a player gets injured like a yard off, like a yard away from the sideline and they won't move off the field. Like even if it's my home team, like I was a little annoyed with the team. I want us to beat NYCFC fair and square just because we're the better team we shouldn't need to time waste so I didn't like that do you have any thoughts on like bringing the stretcher on earlier uh, as the ref was I don't, doing I don't know necessarily about the mechanics of speeding the game up 
But I will agree that the time wasting got to a, like a level of like absurdity almost. I I said that there should have been eight minutes of stoppage time, or there, there, and honestly, there could have been more could than have been that. More. <laughs> but six minutes was not enough for this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you went in with a game plan, and you won. Um. The consistency from this ref was definitely not as not as good as I thought the first ref like uh, the fouls he called were like it, it was really hard to know like what he was going to call and what he wasn't it was just can, no consistency there yep there was that yellow card given in the first like seven seconds yeah. of the game and that one could have been honestly that one was like almost an orange card I would yeah say. no I agree that like, was a pretty crazy foul to commit like uh, the, I looked yeah. at the clock it was seven seconds yep <laughs> and on it, and it's uh, no ref wants to give a red card um, in the in the first uh, minute of the game, first <laughs> seconds of the game. But if they if he had given a red card, I don't think the VAR reverses that. Oh no no the no the, way the speed and strength that he went into a player who's in the air's back um, was pretty intense. Uh, I think Both I red. I think I agree that it's a yellow. Uh, and I think that the timing of it has something to do with me agreeing that it's a yellow. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The refereeing was fine in this game. It wasn't horrible. Um, the time wasting was annoying, but you know, the difference was too much for the time wasting to really matter. Uh, and then shout out to Fry because what a game he played. Yeah, Fry gets the man in the match award. I thought it would have been Ryan Radiaz. Obviously, he had the goal in the first half, and it was a huge away goal. It canceled out the away goal of NYCFC. But Fry played just absolutely insane in this game, proving why he is still a top goalkeeper in MOS. I was very, very pleased with how he played. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, just in general, we the Sounders haven't played very. I I think the the Sounders have ever have we've only gotten a point at at like a positive result at Red Bull Arena, I believe, once in our history, and that goes back to like 2012. So, uh, good performance in a place that we are not known for doing the best at, um, and we're moving on. So happy. Very happy that the sound that the Sounders uh, have made it to the to another final. I've said it. I said it. Mo- I've said it many many times that uh, I, in the past, if there was an MOS team in the final, I was not rooting for them in the competition <laughs> because I wanted the Sounders to be the first one. I um, I will be Team MLS in yeah. this one. Um, so now, because I've said that so many other times, I, I like I have to. The team has got to uh, prove me as to help me out here and show that uh, uh, th- that is a correct statement. Okay, I think uh, it's time we play some more music. Then we'll get back to discussing Nashville in the last week of MOS action. Uh, You're listening to WECB, the underground sound of Emerson College. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Football is Life. You're listening to WECB, the underground sound of Emerson College. I am Nat Mamudist, one of your co-hosts, alongside Matt Powell. Hello. We are here to talk about the last week of MLS soccer. Uh, It had some good ones. It had a Nashville away win and El Trafico uh, and an Olympico. 
uh, let's start with let's start with Nashville. So we talked about uh, last week when we were previewing this game. We talked about how SKC has been under um, definitely um, um, underperforming um, so far this year, um, especially at home. Usually, I feel like Char um, Children's Mercy Park is a very very hard place for teams to go and play, but it hasn't been that way. Uh, this was a very entertaining game. I would say both keepers really had to work, and Nashville ended up walking away with the victory. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think that when Nashville goes on the road, they always look for the draw, um, and it annoys me a little bit against teams like SKC, which are underperforming. Everyone expects SKC to be good because they're good every year, and it seems like a constant, or they're, they're regular season good. They're well, not- I would say that they're actually some teams that a lot of people forget about, like... I feel like they're often overlooked, um, but like, yeah. Well, I guess it's sort of because they're good. Yeah, every, yeah. they're they're a playoff team every yeah. year, and you presume that they're going to be a playoff team every year. Yep. Uh, they don't have as much postseason success, but you always assume they'll be fine, and they'll yep. get to the postseason. Um, but this year they've been bad. Uh, they are old, is really what it is. Their um, their players were losing form at the end of last season and they didn't get it back at the beginning of this season, uh, and they're going to have to do a pseudo-rebuild. There's some youth talent on the team, but it's going to have to get rebuilt. Uh, And so Nashville went in. They concede the first goal, and then they score two after that to get the win. Uh, Heroic efforts from both keepers. Uh, Good game. Happy that Nashville got the results on the road. And Gary Smith said that out of eight road games, he wanted eight points to start the season. And now Nashville have ten with a game against San Jose next week. So things are looking good for Nashville. Uh, I think Gary could honestly shoot a little higher. Um, yeah. But, you know, he goes for draws when he's away, and it gets us in the playoffs, and I can't disagree with what he's done and the success that he's had. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like a strategy to try and go for all draws. Um, as a fan, um, I do think it's it's kind of sad um, uh, um, I experienced this with Jose Mourinho as a Spurs fan when he was the coach. I mean, you, he's another player. When his team's on the road, he usually just parks the bus. Um, it's boring. People go to play, go to watch soccer to watch goals get scored. So when you know and you hear your coach say something like that, it's like, okay, you just don't want me to score. I think that's. Lame. So I don't like coaches who say that. You can think that, but don't say that. I like every. You should be going into every game like you're going to win, like you're trying to win. Um, that is the best way to motivate a team to do well, and that that's the best team. That's the best way for a team not to lose. If a team is told, "Oh, we just want you guys to tie," there's more of a. I think there's less pressure for a team to to not lose. Uh, I don't think it comes as much from, like, we want a tie as it comes from, yeah. like, the tactics. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, uh, we will sit in a deeper block. We'll high-press the first five minutes and last five minutes of each half. If we get a goal then, we get a goal then. If we get a goal in any other minute off the counter, we get a goal then. But if we don't get those goals, what we're going to do is we're going to sit and we're going to get points where we can get them. So I'm I'm very happy to see when we get wins on the road. Uh, the one thing that annoys me with Gary, and he's at practice every day, so he knows better than me, yep. is our DP, Ake Loba, gets 
anywhere from 15 to three minutes a game at the end of games. Yeah, uh, yeah. it seems like he's like sort of the Leo Chu role, except Leo Chu is not a DP because he's like in the same initiative of for younger players coming to MOS. That mm-hmm. is lame. That I There's definitely a lot of Sounders fans who don't like that Leo Chu isn't getting played as much as that. So I understand that. Uh, I, I think that in games that we're trying to win, I would love to see Mukhtar, Leal, and Ake Loba up top because I think that if all three of those players are playing at their best, that is the front three or attacking trio that would that would allow us to win games as opposed to draw games. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Um, while CJ Sapong has um, him being up top um, with Mukhtar has helped Nashville score more going score more games um score more goals uh, excuse me um I, I do think yeah um um adding another forward up top um is definitely a route that I think Nashville to go will make their games more entertaining and more of their games into wins Sapong is a, is more of a target nine so yeah. he's much much better um if you're going to play that sit back and counter attack you can Find him, and he is the middleman between um, the ball that comes from the back to him and then to either Mukhtar or Leal running through to get that counterattacking opportunity. If I was the coach of a team, I definitely would um, uh, structure my team um, less with the uh, popular false nine formation where you play one up top. I would more likely have... um, two forwards you got the one target forward and then the fast forward so uh this is one of the reasons i liked when um uh last year we were starting games with bruin and roy diaz on top since you have the target forward in bruin and uh the speedster and roy diaz um and there's a reason why so many teams in fifa use (laughs) so many people in fifa use that formation if you talk about like pro clubs yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, I I definitely feel like um, utilizing that structure is something that Nashville um, uh, would have success in with the players they have at their disposal. I, I would love to live yeah. in a world where Mukhtar plays more of like a ten role, a chance yeah. creator, and then there's interplay up top between Sapong Leal and Ake Loba to really. Uh, build those chances and build creative chances. The and... farther forward that Mukhtar can stay during a game, the more goals Nashville is going to stay. The farther he has to go back, the more likely they are to tie zero zero. Yeah, or, M- or, Mukhtar or is special. You, you when you watch a Nashville game, yeah, it's obvious when the ball's at his feet or when he is the one running into space that Nashville is at its most dangerous. I agree. What did you think of the 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 goal that was... So Nashville obviously did score first in this game, but they had the goal called back. Um, pretty pretty easy call. What Did you have any thoughts on that play? On no, that play? no, he was offsides. Um, yeah. yeah, he, he was yeah. offsides. Uh, it's not more complicated yeah. than that. Uh, it would be nice to put that goal away because mm-hmm. then when... Um, when SKC scores, uh-huh. it digs us in a hole that yeah. we do ultimately end up digging ourselves out of. But we made it harder on ourselves by 
jumping that run, being offsides. Uh, it's, it's a nice looking goal. Absolutely terrible defending by SKC. Absolutely. Um, to, to let Nashville get back into the game. Dave Romney is completely wide open. Um, and that is just like, and really any player from that distance is going to score. Yep. Um, terrible, terrible defending from SKC. Yeah, you uh, you cannot let someone be that wide open in the box. Not yeah. from what was it six yards out, if that. I think it was like three yards yeah, out. He was definitely yeah. like mid uh, the the six yard box. Yeah, it, it's not good defending. SKC isn't a great team, um, not this year at least, uh, and that's almost what you expect. Uh, so Nashville gets the result you expect, I think. Um, yep. And I'm happy with it. Uh, I think the way more exciting game this week though was El Trafico. Yep. And for the first time, I'll say, like, the first half of this game was actually probably, like, a good game of soccer. <laughs> it wasn't very entertaining, I would say, in the first half. But uh, it was, like, definitely wasn't super sloppy. And the game got much sloppier as it went on um, and more entertaining. And that's what this 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 uh, brings. Um, uh, well. We should we start with the should we start with the the the, the end drama? I mean, ninety eighth minute of stoppage time. We go to VAR because LAFC thinks they have scored. But LAFC scores a beautiful goal to tie it up. The emotions are running so high. Everything is great. We're gonna call that a beautiful goal. That's a that's just a garbage goal. The, that's the, this is sloppy soccer. The, as I, as I was saying, the beauty of the goal is the moment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they got it right. Um, the announcers are saying, or uh, LFC fans complaining that it wouldn't be offsides because it came off the defender. But I think it's you can't say that the defender was trying to, like, intentionally made that that play on the ball. He's just running backwards and it hits him. It's just a deflection. Um, I'm very happy that they didn't let this stand. Um, I mean, I don't like LAFC, but I think they did just get this right. Um, yeah, the, the call's yeah. right. Um, Edwin Edwin Jurasevich, the VAR, and Chris Penzo, the referee, are both longtime referees in the league, um, and I think they got this exactly right. The The MLS YouTube account does uh, breakdowns of all the controversial plays every yep. week, um, and they do a great one on this. They go really in-depth because yep. – uh, the rule is not complicated, but not not complicated. Um, and so they took the time to explain it. Uh, and if you're upset about the call, cool your head, take a look at that video, and uh, they'll do a much better job yep. explaining because yeah. they also have the visuals alongside of it. And yeah, and you can also with the, the MOS instant replay, you can hear the you can hear Edwin what Edwin Zervasevich actually said to uh, Chris Penzo. Um, when he went and looked at the monitor, um, so you can hear the the full thought process of what what uh, went on during that game. Um, LAFC is still never won in in Carson. I said last week I thought that the Galaxy were gonna win since again they're playing for their pride and their history and because they they still like want to believe that they're the kings of of Los Angeles with their five MOS Cup. Uh, trophies and NAFC really still hasn't um, overtaken them. I um, so I was I was happy to see the Galaxy win since I find them just a little less annoying 
<laughs> than LAFC. Uh, I uh, think any any other thoughts on on this rivalry in general? I think the rivals yeah. rivalry is a lot of fun, and I think both teams are actually really good this year. Yeah. Um, the 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 records back it up, the advanced statistics back it up. Um, LA Galaxy and LAFC look like good teams. I think LAFC should have won this game. Um, they had what two goals called back by being offside by a couple of inches. Yeah. Um, and then even when you take those goals away, they win the expected goals battle by almost an entire goal. Um, but the moment was too big. The home crowd helped too much. LA Galaxy wins. Uh, and they protect their unbeaten record against LAFC at home. Yeah, Carlos, I, and uh, we're talking about like just the, the battle between Chicharito and Carlos Vea. Like, Chicharito won this, won this game um, uh, hands down, did so much more, like just like his runs into the box, and obviously he got the first goal in the game. Um, he did a lot more than Carlos Vea, and obviously um, there's a lot of drama with with them and the national team and um Carlos Vea doesn't want it has, is he's saying he's moved on and um Chicharito um is, is saying like if I get called in I want to go to the World Cup um and I I definitely feel like um while Carlos Vea has said he's not re- he's not retiring from um club soccer just international soccer like he just doesn't seem to be as exciting as he once was in playing the game which mm-hmm. just also makes me find it hard to respect him and LAFC because it seems like he's just not trying and I feel like Chicharito is having um, fun playing and that hasn't been the case in a long time since he's been injured for a long time and he's been heavily criticized so um, Vela is very yeah. talented, though. He's still talented, but Chicharito had a much, much better game yeah. um, in this past weekend. I, I don't know what's going on with the Mexican national team, but yeah. their best squad at the World Cup includes Chicharito, at I, least on the bench. Uh, definitely. And if they're looking for people to score goals, which is something they've struggled with, the dude scoring goals. Mm-hmm. While Raul, Raul Jimenez is your forward who plays in the Premier League, um, and he's scoring, and he has the same number of goals um, this season as Chicharito. So Jimenez has the same number of goals that Chicharito has this MOS season. So that's going back for Wolves. It's going back to all the way in August. That's like about so, that's thirty-five games to to. Uh, I think it's like thirty-two or something. 32. It's thirty-three, but it's like it's thirty-three to eight, and obviously the quality is different. But I think that, like, just like for a striker, just scoring goals consistently is a huge part. So Chicharito definitely deserves to be on the the uh, the bench at least. And with the Mexican, and it can't be anything that it can't just be form because his form is good mm-hmm. compared to other players. If nothing else, to push Jimenez to threaten his spot as the number nine and make him make him be productive. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. And he he still I mean like the Mexican fans um just to get them back on board since um they haven't been a big uh big fans of the Mexican Federation recently. Um they were chanting Chicharito at a recent game um for the Mexican national team. 
Um, so just bringing him back would, I think, also raise the spirit, and that's something that the Mexican national team really definitely needs to do because their their fan support right now is not good. It, it does seem like his exclusion from the team is something beyond his play in soccer. Yep. Um, there's rumors surrounding it. I've heard things, and then I've heard counter things, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's even worth considering all of that because of how many differing accounts there are, but... Yep. Um, one thing's for certain, Chicharito is good at soccer. Yep. Good at football. Uh, to wrap this up, I think it's only true, lads. Uh, um, I move adding to a point that you made in this episode. Um, last year, the teams that didn't make the Western Conference uh, playoffs were the three teams from Texas and the three teams from California, and this year. I'm not sure who's going to occupy the other spots, but I think it's it's definitely there's more of a chance that that could be completely flipped, at least with the uh, California teams. Yeah. Um, that, all, that we see all of them in the playoffs. Maybe not San Jose. We'll get to. I think uh, Dallas <laughs> looks good too. Dallas looks good. Austin looks all right. Um, um, Houston's right now. I mean, Houston's in a playoff position. They're yeah, in sixth. Houston will be adding Hector Herrera to their team soon from Atletico. Honestly, if like. If all six of them make it, plus the Sounders, that would mean like that would probably mean, that would mean Nashville wouldn't make it. Uh well, oh I guess yeah, since there's seventy oh there's seven teams. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, we'll cross that bridge when we come to that. Maybe we can ditch. Maybe we'll ditch uh, Houston so we can get Nashville in here. But uh, anything that leaves Portland out, I'm good with. <laughs> or Colorado, the West yeah. is is good right now. Yeah, it's definitely good. Uh, um, if if Nashville was in the East, I would say they'd be fighting for that top spot with uh, Atlanta. Question. With Atlanta having issues, oh yeah, Philly. It would be Philly and Nashville, yeah. I think. But yeah. in the in the West, it's it's. I mean, it's tough. Oh uh, yeah, no, gonna have to come. it's so hard. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very interesting to see who who uh, at the end of the summer who who emerges. I will be perfectly happy when St. Louis comes in and pushes us back to the East. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, we'll see next year if St. Louis is more of a FC Cincinnati or more of a Nashville or Seattle team. Um, moving forward um, to this next week in MOS, um, we have the the Sounders uh, go are coming home. We play again on national te- television against Miami. It's our first ever meeting. Why is that on national television? <laughs> because it's still we're still two of the clubs that have the most money. Yeah, in, in yeah, MOS yeah. And, and that's Iguain how it's based and, on, based yeah. on yeah. I, 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 it's um, it's a game where we're we should definitely get a result. Hopefully, we win like five zero or something. Since my even though Miami did just beat New England, they're still a bad team. New England looks bad um, right now, and too. New England has just been absolute terrible this year. Um. Yeah, uh, MOS uh, broadcasting is definitely a topic that we could talk about um, in the future because we see the same teams on national television so much. Um, wow. Whereas it definitely could be better to see teams that are actually like competing, um, like or, or teams that you forget about that are playing well, like RSL in Colorado. What about Red Bulls in Dallas this week? That would be a better game for television. Yeah, but then also neither of those teams have any fans. 
so you can understand why they don't do it. Chicago and LA Galaxy. Chicago, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Ooh, that that uh, that could be an uh, an interesting thing. But again, Chicago has no fans. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I guess they they have to they have to serve the fans. Yeah, um, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of turnaround. Smetzer said that there were that a lot of young kids were going to be playing in this Miami game. So I'm thinking um, uh, we'll probably see Will Bruin start. We'll see Vargas start. We'll see we'll see. Leva, Reagan, uh, we'll see people like that start. Um, Leo Chu could get a start. Um, I'm expecting a lot of turnaround since the game. Uh, since the starters just played on Wednesday, that game's on Sunday. I think the Sounders will win 4-0 is my prediction. Uh, what's your prediction for, for the Nashville game against San Jose? Bottom of... So both of our teams are playing the, the bottom of the uh, conference teams. Miami is in 14th. In the East, and San Jose is in in 14th in the West. San Jose is terrible. San Jose is the worst team. But they are playing in San Jose. They are. We are playing in San Jose. Uh, I don't think San Jose has more than. Do they have one point? Do they have one tie, and the rest are losses? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, Nashville. Nashville should beat San Jose. I if if Gary plays this game looking for a tie, it will upset me. Because it's they, one thing. They actually have two. They actually have two, two draws. They mm. are, they are um, o one and two, um, at home and o three and o on the road. So they've yeah. Their their only points have came at, came at, at home. home. Yeah. If we come into this game looking for a tie, it's a little sad. Yeah. Because even though it's an away game, even though it's our seventh seventh straight away game, um. This is a team Nashville is better than. I would love to see Ake Loba in the starting lineup for a game like this. Give him minutes in a game we should win no matter what. Yeah, it's going to be a harsh week, a harsh two weeks for San Jose because after they play, after they play Nashville, um, then they play the Sounders. Um, yeah. they're both they're both home games, but uh, I I'd be sad if I'm a San Jose uh, fan right now because. Uh, these next two weeks might be kind of tough. If I was a San Jose fan, I'd go to these games and watch the uh, the stars and the other teams. Play. Yeah, no if offense. It's, yeah, it's just be like, hey, Mukhtar's coming to town. Nadero's yeah. coming to town. Yeah. Should be a great time to go see the game. With all this said, I cannot wait for them to beat us. That will be so funny. Um, yeah, but hopefully the- neither. The, hopefully San Jose doesn't beat either of our teams. Um. It would be hilarious if they beat us both. Yeah, that, we deserve it for talking yeah, like this. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, I don't think they will. If if Santa, <laughs> if uh, the Sounders wanted to go ahead and beat San Jose like seven seven zero again, that'd be fun. Same thing with Nashville. We mm-hmm. get like some really high scoring games. Um, the other game NYCFC is playing RSL. Um, RSL has beaten both our team and and your team so far this year. Um, they are underrated. This game is in, um, I think this game is in, is a home game. I think it's a home game for NYCFC. Uh, if I don't, if I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or no, I think it's NYCFC at, uh, RSL. Uh, oh, no, 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 nope, I, I'm nope, wrong. Nope, yeah. they're, no, they're at home. They're the first team. So they did, this time they do get to play at, uh, at Yankee Stadium. Um, 
what do you expect to happen here? Obviously, NYCFC, they'll be trying to bounce back. They're at home. But also, RSL has been very, very good this year. They're beating a lot of good teams. Uh, I think NYCFC is going to be reeling after their loss um, Wednesday. They're also not going to have as much time to get ready for this game. Uh, I think RSL wins, and I think that this is the last loss NYCFC can have with the excuse of CCL. And after this week, after this, what I assume to be lost RSL, because RSL really is good, uh, NYCFC has to start performing or else they are just another team in the MLS. I agree with I agree with what you're saying there. I think that's true. This is the last loss that they could say where we were were tied from CCL. However, I think because they are eliminated, they are going and they're at home. I think they win this week. I think they're going to win next two. I think NYCFC wins 2-0. Because um, since they do play very well at Yankee Stadium, um, because it's not a soccer stadium. <laughs> uh, uh, so I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say that NYCFC does get it done against RSL. Will hurt since RSL already beat our teams um, a little bit, but I think NYCFC can get the win. Um, unlike uh, uh, what happened on uh, midweek. Mm-hmm. I'll be rooting for NYCFC, yep. but I think RSL will win. We will definitely keep up to see what happens here uh that's a, pretty much does it for our show today uh again you're listening to wecb the underground sound of emerson college you can tune in next week at 3 p.m eastern on tune in um uh, on tune in it should be we've it's uh our final episode where we'll be in the studio but uh we should be uh we're hoping to keep going We'll, we'll continue uploading uh, over on the Spotify. Summer. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, not just Spotify, because you can listen to anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. You can find Football is Life. Just search wherever you listen. Also, follow the show on football uh, at on Instagram, footballislife.wecb. Hit us with the follow. Um, we are Evie nominated. You should watch <laughs> the Evies, May 6th. See if we win. Um Football's Life, the Evie-nominated podcast, the Evie-nominated radio show. Uh, I think that about does it. We're going to end with some more music. We hope you're having a wonderful Friday, and we'll see you next time. Uh, You're listening to WECB. See you.